Good morning, and welcome to Transformation Radio. And now it's time for our reading out of the New Testament. And the scripture today will come from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 through 31. We'll read here today that Jesus was often criticized for spending too much time with the wrong people, children, tax collectors, and sinners. Some, including the disciples, thought Jesus should be spending more time with important leaders and the devout, because this was the way to improve his position and avoid criticism. But Jesus didn't need to improve his position. He was God, (laughs) and he wanted to speak to those who needed God most. To feel secure, all children need is a loving look and gentle touch from someone who cares. They believe us because they trust us. Jesus said that people should trust in him with this kind of childlike faith. We don't have to understand all the mysteries of the universe. It should be enough to know that God loves us and provides forgiveness for our sin. How can you receive the kingdom of God like a child? Well, adults considering the Christian faith for the first time will have life experiences that take them way past the ability to be as innocent as children. Jesus does not ask us to put aside our experiences or our brains, but he does require a change of attitude. Adult self-sufficiency must recognize its need for the sovereign God. Adult moral defensiveness must humble itself before the holy God, and adult skeptical toughness must soften before the loving God. Children do not feel supremely powerful, perfectly righteous, or totally autonomous. These are adult fantasies. Coming to Jesus means to accept His goodness on your behalf, confess your need, and commit your life to His tender guidance. Well, uh, we'll read about a man in Scripture today. This man wanted to be sure he would get eternal life, so he asked what he could do. There's the essence of religion right there, do. He said he'd never once broken any of the uh, laws Jesus mentions, and perhaps he'd even uh, kept the Pharisees' additional regulations as well. Pretty righteous guy here. But Jesus lovingly broke through the man's pride with a challenge that brought out his true motives. He told him, go and sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, and come follow me. Well, this challenge exposed the barrier that could uh, keep this man out of the kingdom, his love of money. You can't serve God and mammon. Money represented this guy's pride of accomplishment and self-effort. Ironically, his attitude made him unable to keep the first commandment, to let nothing be more important than God. See, he, he could not meet the one requirement Jesus gave. That is to turn his whole heart and life over to God. The man came to Jesus wondering what he could do, but he left seeing what he was unable to do. So the question begs, what barriers are keeping you from turning your life completely over to Christ? Well, let's read all about it now as we delve into the New Testament. March 1st, the New Testament, Mark chapter 10, Verses 13 through 31. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me, don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. 
As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God! This amazed them. But Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Psalm 44, verses 9 through 26. Israel had been defeated despite their faith and obedience to God. The psalm writer here could not understand why God allowed this to happen. But he did not give up hope of discovering the answer. Although he felt his suffering was undeserved, he revealed the real reason for it. He suffered because he was committed to the Lord. Well, Paul quoted the psalm writer's complaint, or in Romans chapter 8, verse 36, to show that we must always be ready to face death for the cause of Christ. Thus, uh, our suffering may not be a punishment, but uh, a battle scar that demonstrates our loyalty. The writer here cried out to God to save his people because of his unfailing love. Speaking of God's unfailing love, nothing can separate us from God's love, not even death. When you fear for your life, ask God for deliverance, and remember that even death cannot separate you from him. Well, the writer's words suggest that he didn't believe God had left him, really. God was still in control, but he seemed to be asleep. And the writer wondered why. In the New Testament, the disciples wondered why Jesus was asleep when they needed him during a storm. Well, in both cases, of course, God was ready to help. But he wanted first to build faith in his followers. Psalm 44 Verses 9 through 26. But now you have tossed us aside in dishonor. You no longer lead our armies to battle. You make us retreat from our enemies and allow those who hate us to plunder our land. You have butchered us like sheep and scattered us among the nations. You sold your precious people for a pittance, making nothing on the sale. You let our neighbors mock us. 
we are an object of scorn and derision to those around us. You have made us the butt of their jokes. They shake their heads at us in scorn. We can't escape the constant humiliation. Shame is written across our faces. All we hear are the taunts of our mockers. All we see are our vengeful enemies. All this has happened, though we have not forgotten you. We have not violated your covenant. Our hearts have not deserted you. We have not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in the jackal's desert home. You have covered us with darkness and death. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or spread our hands in prayer to foreign gods, God would surely have known it, for He knows the secrets of every heart. But for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Wake up, O Lord! Why do you sleep? Get up! Do not reject us forever. Why do you look the other way? Why do you ignore our suffering and oppression? We collapse in the dust lying face down in the dirt. Rise up, help us. Ransom us because of your unfailing love. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 20 and 21. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. And that does it for today's podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another edition of Transformation Radio.